What is up, everybody? Welcome to Wayward Artists in a Wayward World. I'm Sid, and join me today is the lovely actress, Marley Melinda Andrews. Marley, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Um, last night, uh, I kind of went down a rabbit hole of one of those, uh, you know, those talent agencies. Or like, I guess not talent agencies. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, these workshop things that are, like, for auditions um, and stuff like that. And you have to pay for it. It's like this one person was charging like $500 for like a whole package thing. And I'm like, for auditions, you know, like, <laughs> like learning about auditions, like how much do you want to know about auditions? You know, like, and uh, she, like, I, I don't want to call a specific name out or anything, but like she was boasting, like she was a, the vice president of creative directing at this uh, very prestigious uh, TV studio. And I'm like, but like, what does that mean exactly? Like, that's your only credit, and you don't work there anymore. So it was like, I don't right, know, five hundred dollars. Right. That's so. That's so much money. Like, there's and so anyway, much. That... Yeah, you, there's so much you can learn. But then again, it's also you have to kind of take the reins of, over your own audition too. So that that's so interesting. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, I got on the soapbox there. But uh, <laughs> uh, how are you holding up with all this COVID stuff? You know, I'm doing all right. Um, it's it's been an interesting kind of time to have to really adapt adjust learn and and being an artist which i'm sure you know of right now in these times mm -hmm. is finding new methods of doing stuff that you love and sometimes not everyone is on board with it or everyone's trying to figure out this new digital world of performing too so it's yeah so i'm doing okay um lives you know as we all know it's been crazy but good <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, that, that's what this podcast is all about. Like, it came out of a need for me to direct and produce. And I couldn't really do much of that nowadays, unless it was over Zoom. And uh, I think the audience kind of knows my opinion about Zoom plays <laughs> <laughs> by now. So it's like, I don't want to do that. Uh, so I was like, I got to put that energy somewhere else. Right. And really grateful for the show. Um, have you figured that out, too? Because I know you're mainly an actress and a singer. Like, were you able to uh, translate like why you love acting and singing into maybe a different medium during this pandemic? Yeah, absolutely. So it was very much like, how do you, cause I love connecting with people. I love being able to have a place to where I can help somebody connect with like the human condition and like not having, cause I'm, I do so not really necessarily solely theater, but I, my heart is in theater. So that's where my biggest platform is of performing. And so mm -hmm. obviously this is a time where we can't necessarily do that or it's limited. And so, for me, I was approached to do, I also did one of those uh, Zoom performances. I did one with Stage Jeff, which I haven't directed since college. Oh, my gosh. Um, but that was a new way of trying, like, okay, so I don't have my actors right in front. Of me. I'm trying to have them connect over, you know, video, but then there's lagging. So it's it's been interesting. And I also got to do something um, with Wes Diedrich as well last week, which was really fun. It's, it's kind of learning how to take like the tools that you have and apply them in a different manner. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you're a big theater uh, enthusiast. So uh, for the uninitiated, um, who are you and what do you oh, do exactly? Yeah. I act, I sing, I dance. Um, I also do photography as well. Um, I, went to school for theater and essentially I came up here from a small town called Grandview, Washington. And then I've just been here ever since like, after I graduated college, I just kind of stuck around up here because just um, the opportunities from where I lived were such more vast and mm -hmm. 
essentially once I started doing theater, I never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dope. Where did you uh, where did you go to school at here? Uh, Eastern Washington. Oh yeah, uh, where MJ uh, Daly was on. Yes, she was right after my time, and I've seen her for her works here and there, especially in Heather's. Oh my gosh, she was amazing, and yeah, it, yeah, she's a, an excellent performer. Yeah, uh, audience should listen to that episode. It was a really good time. Sarah Goff, I'm sure you know, you're very familiar with her. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, definitely has taught me so much that I know. Did you listen to her episode? Not I did. On- I did, actually. I was going on a hike because <laughs> when you had asked me if I wanted to be on the show, I was like, okay, I got to check this out. Like, what's going on? And I literally was walking around up by... Um, what is it called? St. George's is a school or close to Whitworth and literally just walking with nature. I was like, this is a freaking great episode. Oh, can we cuss on here? I should ask you that. So I'm not like potting the station. <laughs> uh, what, what was that? Do you, do you care if we cuss on here? Is that something? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, say whatever the fuck you oh, want. <laughs> <sweet>. <laughs> I was like, I know the audience. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, there's children who probably listen to this, but like, they probably heard worse, right, honestly. Right. Um, we've had kids. Uh, we, uh, we have kids on the show who I interviewed where I did cuss, you know, like one time. And I apologize to all the parents that were probably listening to that. So I think we're OK. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, keep going. Um, what would you like about the episode? Um, I, I just like the fact that, like, you know, one thing I love about artists is like hearing like where they came from, why, why they decided to start performing or what draw them into art, theater, acting, film. Like it's, it's exciting for me because I, I have such a passion for it and being able to see like, oh, this was my moment. This was that time. Or this is when, you know, I went on the stage, I had that audition and I was like, whoa, this Mm -hmm. is where I'm supposed to be. So it's just, I love being able to connect with people. So I just, I love that your podcast brings such a diverse crowd in and you're also Mm -hmm. learning about like, why it is that I chose this or why I'm doing this. It's just so unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a lot, we had a lot of different interesting people on the show. Um, some people just not even theater artists. <laughs> some of them uh, like bakers, like my, yeah. like Deanna, like learning about her. I've known her for like 10 years and the stuff that she was talking about, like I didn't know all that about her, <laughs> even though I've known her online and in person, like it was so cool getting to know her that way and we also have another friend kind of in the similar situation but uh kevin berry shout out to kevin um he's our mutual friend and he he he's a self-proclaimed uh has artistic love for nature you know and hiking so we talked about that and his childhood so getting to know that side of him like was really interesting and then we also had a few other people coming up um some game journalists uh And a few other surprises. I don't want to like jinx right, it right, right. Now. <laughs> I'm like I've listened to like three of your episodes, and now I'm like I gotta listen to all of them now. <laughs> yeah, there's it's so diverse, and uh, I'm trying to make it a lot more diverse because I don't like I love theater. I love my Spokane peeps, but I want to reach out to other people. Um, yeah. I feel like definitely COVID has inspired me to reach out to as many people as possible, whether it's people within our community or out there somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well especially because uh, um, like we're all just feeling like so alone at times too so i just think that's so cool yeah um and the way we met um i've seen your performances and stuff like that like you know salvador dali uh and uh what was the other one i think you were in something oh cabaret yeah, yeah. you were in cabaret <laughs> <laughs> um but uh 
I think the way I was introduced to you initially was Denny was uh, Denny Taylor. Shout out to Denny was talking about you uh, as a last minute cast replacement for a show I was doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember so, that. Yeah. And I was like super stressed out. I was like, oh, um, all right. Maybe we have to hit up this girl named Marley. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, sure, luckily, yeah, luckily uh, eventually we uh, we did it all sorted itself out. So um, I, I did appreciate that, that actor's time, but it was definitely a stressful moment. <laughs> um, but then I got to know you through Salvador Dali. Um, I, can you uh, remind me just real quick who wrote that? <laughs> I like how I literally, my mind oh, really there it breaks. Is. Uh, wow. Jose Rivera, right? Jose Rivera, yeah. Yes. I have oh. this play right here. <laughs> Um, yeah, I saw you in that. You were amazing. Um, you. you were also Esmeralda in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Not the Josh Castile version. It was uh, produced here in Coeur d'Alene. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was. How, how, what was that role like? That was that must have been fun. Um, oh. Did you listen to Josh's episode? I just I got halfway through it. And yes, that. Oh, my gosh, that role. Okay, so that was a bucket list role for me. Like the minute they announced that show, I was like, I'm going to be in the show, whether it kills me or I have to like ask people for rides. If like somehow my car broke down, like one way or another, I needed to be in that show. And Esmeralda, like even growing up, like was one of my like little dream princesses, if you want to put it that way, um, in the sense Mm -hmm. of like it was just I wanted to be here because I just loved how independent and strong she was and mm-hmm. being able to just take you know feeling like an outcast and and being able to be there for her people I just thought was just so inspiring and so once I heard they were doing this I was like I am signing up for my audition now I'm preparing for this now and so being cast in that show let alone my dream role like it was phenomenal and I was on cloud nine and the cast like was one of the best casts of because everybody was just so close in the way that we did the production everyone was on stage the entire time like no one ever left I think um Connor and I left for about like a minute at most but Mm. it was pretty much you were in the world of that show and it was just like everyone was experiencing the same moments um Mm -hmm. whether it was you were viewing it or if you were you know if you were performing or singing at that time but oh my gosh it was such a beautiful play and Mm-hmm. The music in it was just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, no, it was I one of my absolute favorite times on the stage. Yeah, I uh, I love Hunchback, um, the the Disney show, and I know the musical takes a lot of influence from the Disney play and the Hugo Weaving uh, book as well. Um, are, how familiar? Like, not to sh- shout out a different episode, but and but since you listened to that, um, th- or at least some of it. Um, have you seen Josh Castile's performance as I, uh, Quasimodo? I saw the YouTube clips that Fifth Avenue has online, and oh my gosh, he—I I keep saying that. Yeah. Like, I just get so enthralled and everything. But his performance, just the way that he's really able to make minuscule movements with his face, like he mm-hmm. was just on top of it. And yeah, that was when I first saw that too. It was more of like I've never seen anyone perform it this way, and it's just incredibly mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yeah, Josh is great. Uh, shout out to him. If you haven't listened to his episode, uh, please do. He he gets a lot of gives a lot of good insight, especially uh, with his involvement with Spring Awakening and uh, that Broadway production too. It was it was a lot of fun talking with him. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we meet that way, and then uh, you do a lot of photography too, like uh, for the uh, Spokane Civic Theater. Um, 
you took my picture. I mean, you took my picture in the sense that I was working on a show and you told me, Sid, um, we're doing the, the crew photo. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm going to take your stage, picture now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, like real briefly, like um, how much do you, how much involved are you in photography? Um, you know, I am kind of a, a late bloomer, so to say, when it comes to photography, or I guess doing like more professional photography. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always had a love for it. I loved doing it in high school. I did like, I was on the yearbook committee and I always found it fascinating to just be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take your picture. I'm gonna capture this moment for you. And now this moment's with you for a lifetime. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was given the opportunity to start doing um, archives with Spokane Civic Theater. Gosh, it was to fall 2018 and I remember Jake being like all right I've heard about her work so you know let's give it a go on this show let's see how how it works and he ended up doing um, the work I did and so pretty much I've just kind of been doing it since then and I absolutely Mm -hmm. love it because it's like not only do I get to capture something that I personally love doing like if it's performing or dancing but I get to again like capture encapsulate those moments for people to where like when they look back on that show they have you know, this, this art form media captured in a, a photograph. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, honestly, I'm super blessed to have gotten that opportunity because it just kind of came like, oh, hey, we need someone. Do you want to do this? And it was like, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. So Nice. Well, I, I appreciate you for that. Like, I do love the photographs that you took Thank for you. the show that we did. It's a Wonderful Life. I Actually, I printed out, uh, I have it framed in my uh, my little desk area that I created oh, in the really? pandemic <laughs> <laughs> of like all the shows that I've done. Uh, uh, I have group photos of people, you know, like just not really professionally taking like selfies and stuff, but like yours is the only one that uh, is professionally took. It's black and white because I tried a color version of it and it wasn't working. Like, I don't know, like it wasn't like the print, I guess the printing place wasn't the best. <laughs> so it was like, eh, it will do. We'll, we'll do, it will do. Yeah. And black and white, it's, and it's a wonderful life. You know, it's, it takes place in the twenties. I guess it fits. <laughs> right. Well, I feel so honored to be on, on your cool table. Yeah. Well, on my wall. On you know, your, oh, my, it's on your wall? Even? Yeah. I even feel so like, loud. <laughs> yeah. With Doxy's God and uh, reflection and all that cool stuff. Um, Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, this is Wayward Artists in a Wayward World, where each and every Sunday I sit with a wayward artist and talk about the person that they're thankful for. It's based on Jared Petty's podcast, A Pocket Full of Soup, where it's basically the same format. I kind of stole it from Jared. Um, Jared, if you're listening, as always, I I apologize. I really hope we can get you on the show one day. Um, But he wasn't using it, (laughs) so I just kind (laughs) of took it. Um, But I thought it was was an important uh, during when he was doing it at the time. And I feel like during this pandemic, it's been very helpful to talk about, you know, the people that we're thankful for and even not, not just necessarily the people that we're thankful for, but like also whatever it is that we're thankful for during this pandemic, it helps us reflect on the, uh, reflect on the past in a way that impacts us um, positively towards this crazy future uh, and present. Um, Marley, I'm going to ask you the question that I ask each and every person on the show. Um, Tell me someone you're thankful for. You know, I was laying in my bed last night because I was like, who am I going to say? What am I going to do? What, what mm. is it? But it always comes back to my mom. Like, nice. honestly, she is my rock. She is my guide. And she's taught me a lot of discipline in my life that you need to have on top of, you know, kindness. Um, she 
is honestly, I like to, I always call her like the saint of the world. Cause she is just the most compassionate and sweetest person that you'll ever find. Like she will rip the shirt off her back, her own back just to make sure you're provided for, which I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people, you know, say about their moms, but I truly feel like she is someone that's been put on this earth to just freaking guide people and show them that they're loved and inspire them. Mm-hmm. Like she is one of the coolest people in this entire universe and mm. I don't know where where I'd be without her and especially like just with her upbringing and her life that she pretty much has lived and had to go through um it's mm-hmm. kind of just shown me that I can pretty much do like you can do anything in this world like you you limit yourself um by the expect or by like the the goals you don't set or the, the times that you say no it's okay I can't do that like mm-hmm. um I guess I'll kind of dive into a little bit with her. So essentially she had my brother super young um, and his dad ended up leaving. And essentially she was just on her own, pretty much having to make it work. And, you know, she came from a low income family too. And so there was eight siblings. Shout out to my aunts Mm -hmm. and uncles, but um, (laughs) she pretty much decided that she wanted to become a teacher. Um, And so it was just finding out those resources of, um, how to make that work and granted let's see this would have put her in kind of thing late or early 70s when she had my brother and so or maybe yeah about late late 70s or early 80s and so it was definitely um a different time back then too and just seeing seeing what she's done with her life like you know i'm in the situation to where I got to figure out how I want to provide and also um, and try to do what I want. And then it was like, all right, now she's becoming a TA. Now she just got her bachelor's and now she has her master's. Like, it's just been so cool to watch my mom's dreams uh, become reality because she mm-hmm. didn't start going to school till I was like, gosh, I think it was four or five is when she started to go and get okay. um, her master's done so I remember being super young and being like where's Bob she's at night school and I'd be like okay well, well can she hang out and they're like no she has to go get her get her schooling done and so I I just I truly don't know if I didn't have her in my life like what the outcome would have been um mm-hmm. because this and the entire time this was happening it was just like you know there was a lot of negativity to where like, oh, you can't do that. There's no way you'll do that. Or, um, you know, like you're striving for something that might not be like the most absolute goal that you can achieve. And she was just like, no, I got this. But the one thing about my mom is that she is so positive with it at the same time. Like Mm. she could be having the worst day and she's just like, what do you need? Oh, we're going to be just fine. Like, don't you worry. And so I... I could talk about her all day, but I just, my mom truly has been just so supportive, even with the things that I want or in my schooling, in my education. Like I definitely um, didn't know I wanted to do theater until later in high school. And so Mm -hmm. for her to be so adaptive, like if that's what you want to do, yeah, that's great. My dad too, but like she pretty much, you know, is a mom that like, was at every single basketball game, you know, she made sure that she was at these moments that were truly important in my life. Um, and without, I like, I just, to me, like, it just stood for her saying, like, you know, you make time for the things that really matter. I'm going to make sure. 
even though like she had 7,000 things that were happening and going on in her day, but she still made time to make sure that like I was supported in the things that I felt passionate about or that I loved, like, um, cause they live about two and a half hours from here and they have, ever since I started doing theater, um, my mom hasn't missed a single one of my shows. Like she's been to every single show I've been in. And I just think it's just so neat. And I'm just, again, so blessed to have someone like her in my life. Yeah. Can I like make an assumption like real quick about you? Like, yeah, I yeah. feel like everything that you just described your mom about, like, I feel that in you, even though like, like we haven't like really hung out and like got to like talk with each other. Like our, our context is like theater and seeing each other like, for shows and stuff like that in passing yeah but like I don't know I feel like I read people really well and the way you kind of described your mom I feel like that fits your description a little bit (laughs) like being positive yeah being positive and uh you know supportive of other people like uh and the other things as well like it it fits you a lot and I you know we've had people to come on the show being like oh yeah my mom's my influence and we talked about that and what that means exactly but I feel like I don't know yeah, uh, with you, it's like I, f- I I feel like for real, like she's definitely influenced your life in a lot of ways. Um, you. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. I mean, the, <laughs> um, let's see here. Where do we, we where do we kind of go from here? I know. Right? Um, yeah, because there's yeah, because there's a lot definitely, and a, a lot of your story also reminds me of Kevin's story, um, where well, uh, his mom had other kids as well um his biological mother uh, i think he came as kind of a surprise <laughs> and uh his da- his biological dad wasn't in the picture and so he uh ended up being adopted uh, in that case so it was like your story kind of also meshes with that so there's a lot to think about there um how uh where did theater like come in with her like how did she introduce you to theater um so she didn't necessarily introduce me to theater um so what I guess what had happened (laughs) um Mm -hmm. so I actually like theater in my hometown there wasn't really any of it like it was pretty much there was the drama club in high school but that was kind of all that there really was with it so my entire life growing up it was volleyball basketball track volleyball basketball track and I loved it don't get me wrong like that was something that I was really passionate about but I'd always been like the one that was singing in the yard, like Britney Spears, like, I must confess, like <laughs> doing my own concerts outside. And mm-hmm. so I ended up, there was um, this thing called Grandview Junior Miss, which is like a pageant, but it's not a pageant. It's a, a scholarship program, but essentially you're competing for, uh, to be the Grandview Junior Miss of the town. And um, I was like, man, I really just want to sing for my town. And I think I'll do that, but I, I never sang in front of anyone. And I was just about, see two minutes from turning 17 so I'd never performed in front of anyone and and so I did that and then people were like whoa you can kind of sing and I was like yeah I mean I think so I think I think it went okay and then um my senior year um the head of the drama department uh uh, my teacher Melanie Manship she was like I need you to come audition (laughs) for the spring musical and I was like Mm -hmm. um okay yeah sure and so when I did that, she was like, I want you to play this role. We're going to do this. And then it essentially, I took off my love for theater there. So I really didn't start till my senior year in high school. Um, I always like to say I have like that Troy Bolton story. Like, uh, <laughs> high school uh-huh. musical Because it was like, I definitely was more heavily involved in sports. And then it was like, oh, I could, I could do something else. That's, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. intriguing. And so once I did it, I just, I absolutely loved it. It was like, 
finding this place to where other people loved what you were doing and you got to create this piece and like show it to people and have them you know say oh I love this about the show or you know like I really love the way you had these moments and it was such a connecting piece in my life that I was like ah okay maybe this is what I was supposed to do and then that's kind of where theater took off for me yeah um before I get into my question I just want the audience to know that um there's this crackling sound I've been hearing throughout the show uh, okay I, me too I, uh yeah I know it's there I don't know how to fix it <laughs> and so if that bothers you I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I switched my headphones before check because I was like, maybe it's me. And then I was like, oh, no, yeah. It's still there. I, I, it, it happened on uh, Leah, uh, Leah Mata's episode as well. Um, I, I think it's just over the internet and all that crazy stuff. It's just, we don't have, we just don't have a professional sound system, you know? And that's, that's the beauty of this podcast. It, it just happened on a whim and when it needed to happen. Yeah. And with whatever we had available. <laughs> and we're making it work. We're making it work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the question I did want to ask, like, uh, so did you go into college with theater in mind? Like, was Eastern always your choice for theater? <laughs> Actually, you know, that's another fun story. Um, so kind of goes back to me doing or talking about photography a little earlier so I actually wanted to go to the Art Institute of Seattle for photography mm -hmm. and um, which this was like beginning of let's see I submitted this like fall so I heard like in the winter of uh, my senior year in high school and I was like oh I got in and then that's when I started kind of doing theater and then that's when my um, teacher was like, hey, have you heard of AMDA? You should go to AMDA. I think this would be really great for you. So I, I auditioned there and I got in. And just at the time, like money for school was a lot. And so both of these unique places were exciting for mm -hmm. me. Um, but I just didn't want to put uh, my parents through that financial burden at the time. And so mm -hmm. I was like, I just know it's fine. Like I'll figure something else out. Maybe if it's just going next year, not sure. So I ended up taking off like, a semester in the time frame of school and at that point I was just like I don't really know where I'm going I don't know what I want to do I know I want to do theater but I don't know where and so uh one of my friends from high school was like you should go to WC let's do this and I was like okay sure and at that time I didn't realize that that um you had to apply by fall to do their theater program because they were actually closing their theater program down and so when mm -hmm. I got there um for the spring semester they're like oh yeah no actually unfortunately we're closing the program down and I was like what am I doing with my life because at that point I was just like I don't know where I'm going I'm going to mm -hmm. school and my sister actually ended up going to Eastern so she was like hey come visit me here like let's go this weekend we'll go visit her my sister it'll be great and I absolutely loved the campus and then I like walked, walked myself over to the theater building and I just at the time just stuck my head and then looked around and then left because I was like oh I don't know if I'm supposed to be here um, uh -huh. but I just absolutely loved the way that Eastern made me feel at home, but still while being farther away from home, because about Eastern from my hometown is about two hours, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so then once I um, got back from that trip, I immediately applied to transfer to Eastern and then uh, the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's interesting that um, it, you, you're kind of like, you kind of had an idea of like doing theater uh, in college um we talk about my experience as well on the show like um how I kind of really got into it in freshman year and you know our mutual friend Denny Taylor shout out to Denny um he 
he kind of saw like the top and tail of like my theater career, which is interesting. Like uh, I was, uh, he was with me in the very first show I ever did in 2015 or 14. I can't, oh no, 15. Uh, Steel Kiss. Did you ever see that show? I did not steal. I saw um, Doxy's Gods, but I didn't say see. Oh, you saw Doxy's? Oh, yeah, I did that's right. see it. Yes, Doxy's I did. Yeah. I did. Great show. I mean, I, I, I'm biased. But no, but I, it really I think was. It was like, I remember taking my roommate, and I was, he was like. I love to give her the bare minimum because I'm always like, I want you to take your own set and thought. And so I usually go like, it's like a teen age show or I'll say something very, very minimum. And at the end of the show, she was like, that was so beautiful. Why did what, you are, you? are you talking about um, Aubrey? Um, I'm actually talking about my roommate, uh, Emma Ostrom. Oh, okay. Uh, I feel like yes. I know her, but I probably do. I just can't Yeah, you've anything. probably seen her around. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I like during the show too. Oh yeah, that's how we met too. You did come see that show. I forgot. But like yeah, uh, Steel so Kiss good. was Steel Kiss was my first show and uh I'm glad you didn't see it. <laughs> it wasn't great. <laughs> like I will be forefront about that. It was uh during the earlier years of stage left. Um and it wasn't bad in the way that it was a negative experience. The script just sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, it was there's just a only so much we can do with this yeah oh yeah oh yeah and uh yeah and i remember talking to denny about you know h- how do you, how do i compare my first time being a kind of green into this um coming into doxy's god and he he was like you're a lot less intense uh he i guess he felt like my performance in stage uh, for steel kiss was like super intense and I think I had to tell him where I was like, you know, I'm intense, but in different ways. You know, <laughs> I'm, a little bit more, I'm a little bit more organized uh, intensity, you know, that's right. I guess that's the mark of a director or whatever. Um, but no, it was kind of interesting to have somebody who saw me through all that. I mean, granted, he he wasn't there in the middle uh, like most of my classmates were. But um, yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh just reflecting sometimes on where I used to be and how I necessarily didn't really think about theater until I was like 21 and uh, like late in my freshman year of college, you know, Um, and that not being something I wasn't even familiar with theater uh, living in Saudi Arabia. Like I wasn't exposed to it. I wasn't, um, I I didn't even know uh, what Shakespeare was all about. You know, I thought he was Mm -hmm. an author. And when I read his Romeo and Juliet, I was like, why the hell is this book written like this? <laughs> so, <laughs> right. You're like, like in this format. Sense. Like, mm-hmm. well, it doesn't make any sense, maybe to like to the extent of like the language, but like also like the format. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know how I'm supposed to be reading this. And I was a teen, so um, but no, uh you kind of having that idea of, yeah, I, I do want to do theater, but like, I'm not really sure where. And Eastern being a home, that reminds me of like what MJ was saying as well. Uh, Eastern being that welcoming, uh, has that welcoming feeling of like being home. And I really appreciate their program. I think they're, uh, I think it's a really good theater program. Uh, Sarah Goff, shout out to Sarah. She's amazing. Um, she, she, uh, her and uh, Jeff Sanders, they both run a really good uh department from what i've heard yes yes i can't even express how much i'm thankful for the the work and the learning that i've done with that program because honestly like if i did not i don't know like if i didn't go to the school like if i would have been so heavily passionate about theater by the end like i mean you could i mean i could have gone to any school and then the outlook outcome would have been different but the way that they really make you 
work like work for it in the sense of like they'll be like okay so what about this is that is that why you did this or they'll really push you in the best way and then the next day you'll kind of walk out of class going like oh shit i just did that wow mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah they're just incredibly they know exactly what they're doing and they're excited for you when with your growth and your success and there's nothing more better than being able to be like did you see me in that show and they're like yeah yeah I did you did you did so well and it's just I just think it's like the fruit of their work you know like it's just a a great place to really just also to feel comfortable in because I feel like my first class I was like I don't know anyone I'm so shy I'm just gonna kind of sit over here but they really do Mm -hmm. like make you feel like hey come over here (laughs) try this Mm -hmm. get to get to know everybody (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and the brief moments that I worked with Sarah um uh she worked on Doxy's God as the intimacy coach and uh not to kind of reiterate what I've said before about her but like um just overall, like it was such a good experience having her there and having her expertise. I wasn't really sure what I was kind of getting into with her. Uh, I know our professor, Leslie Stamoulis, recommended her as like an intimacy coach when I needed it for those uh, very intense moments. And Doxy's got those very intimate moments. And at the time, I wasn't really comfortable staging it. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, so I was like, I, I think I might need some help with this uh, to make everybody feel comfortable. And she was there and it was so good. Um, God, like, I can't say more. I, I was kind of jealous of y'all uh, for having her. <laughs> right. You're like, you get her every day. Yeah, you get her every day. I mean, like, I, no hate to my professors. I love them. But like, yeah, I think at that moment, I was like, I kind of wish I was at Eastern <laughs> just for a little bit. You know, yeah. I was pretty close. I was pretty close oh, uh, really? for Judas, Judas Iscariot. I was in that show. Well, I was supposed to be in that show. No. yeah um with josephine keith yeah a shout out to josephine um but yeah i th- I, th- I thought at that time like oh yeah I'll, I'll be an eastern i'll probably get to work with sarah as an actor so not anymore sadly <laughs> hey you never <laughs> know the future one day. maybe the future you never know pa- one day one day. one day yeah mm-hmm. uh going back to your mom um what are some lessons that you learned from her because you said that she, I, I believe at the beginning of the episode, she taught you about discipline. And I feel like as actors or as performing artists and artists in general, uh, we need to learn a little bit of discipline in a lot of areas. Um, so in what ways did you learn discipline from your mom? Ooh. I mean, one of the first memories I have is like grades were super important to my mom in the fact that you you worked to earn that letter grade. It wasn't like you got straight A's or it's over kind of thing. But it was very much like she instilled that, you know, getting good grades kind of shows that you're really putting in that effort to do the best that you can. And so with her being a teacher too, she really instilled that like you do, you know, when you do the homework, you're able to take um, your test and do better on it because you know you're more familiar with the knowledge instead of just kind of reading over these things. Like it was very much like we did our homework and then we could go play and then we could go do these things. Like it was very much um, to where like, it didn't feel like it was like, you know, some type of like um, thing that we had to do. It became something that we wanted to do because it was like, all right, let me do my homework and then I'm gonna, then I'll come over or let me do this. And then I'm going to go uh, play outside. So it was very much from an early age. Like I remember like being able to do um, our tasks of the day or doing our homework Um, was really important and what was great about it too is like when we got our report cards back it was very much like 
oh, good job. Like, I'm really proud of you. Like, let's go have dinner and celebrate. Or, you know, like, we can, we'll be taking this vacation here for the summer. Like, it was very much like she saw the the hard work that we were putting in. And not necessarily like saying that we had to have a reward every time. But she very much was in the mindset of like, I want you guys to have the best possibilities for your futures to where if you want to go to college and you want to do these things, you have those things available for you. Um, so that was very much like important to me, like throughout my entire uh, first through, through 12th grade, as much as it can be as a first grader, but it was very much instilled to where it was like, I, I want to have these good grades. I want to do um, as best as I can in my classes. And I mean, I think I'm a little by or I'm a little, um, maybe not opinionated, but biased or the, the advantage. There we go. I had the advantage of her being a teacher. So it was definitely, I got to see like, you know, the work she did after class when everybody, you know, school's out and then I'd go into her classroom when I was younger. So I'd see her like grading these papers. I see her putting the effort and the time in with her kids. Mm -hmm. Like, I think my mom's an extraordinary teacher. Um, she Mm -hmm. very much is like, she loves taking on, um, the kids that people don't want, like not the kids people want, but they'll be like, Oh yeah, that, you know, this kid's a troublemaker. This kid does this. And so she's very much like, no, I think you just need to look at it with a different angle. And so she'll definitely, you know, work with the kids. And by the end of the year, they'll be like, Oh my gosh, wow, they're doing so well. And she's like, yeah, you just have to look at it with a different lens. You have to just see like, what is their teaching style? Like my mom, just the patience she has too. that kind of goes back into the discipline question. Like she has such patience people that I like strive to at least have like a fifth of what she has because she mm-hmm. really loves to like understand you as a person and get to know like the ways that you want to learn. But at the same time, like she wants you, you know, she's just like, I, if you don't get it today, we'll get it tomorrow. Like she's very much will take the time and effort to really help you strive and to be your best and like really develop your craft when it comes to like schoolwork or learning and it's just to me like seeing that like just so young I think has helped me a lot when it comes to you know if it's learning my lines like I gotta you know there's a time time crunch or if like you know I gotta get done by this then I gotta put that like to where I have to get this done or if there's something that I'm really inspiring and uh, inspired to do and um, like let's say it's like going to an acting class that yes, I am going to put in that time and that work because it is in the end going to benefit my craft and also me as an actor in the future. So I think just Hmm. having that when I was young, like has done miles and miles for me. Yeah. And like having discipline as an act, like as a performing artist, just in general, not just acting Mm -hmm. is like, it's something very important to have because you know this like if you're if you want to go to the meat and bones of this like industry like it's very hard you know like it, yeah. everything everything is so hard to do and especially since everybody else wants it um we were talking about those i'm gonna just call them out i'm like I, i'm gonna say they're scam you know maybe it helps other people but like those 500 dollars like lesson things like you know they offer like nice package stuff but like at the end of the day like you'll need that discipline in order to survive because so many people um will want your position and your, or your role or in whatever it is in life but specifically right. art but um it's important to have discipline and to know like why you do the things that you do uh, i think we talked about that on the show a lot but like um just having kind of an idea or a perspective of like all right here's what i'm kind of good at and here's how I'm going to achieve what I want to do. 
um it's the essence of this podcast it's i think it's like also you mentioned directing as well uh, mm-hmm. as kind of like uh I, you know i can't really act right now so i'm getting this opportunity to direct something and i've never done that uh, well i've done that but like it's been a while mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean it's very hard to have discipline <laughs> especially <laughs> in a in a field where you're constant like where failure is kind of like the norm yeah well not kind of like <laughs> failure is the norm uh in this field so it, you have to have discipline otherwise you will you won't really go anywhere like not to sound like a, a bitch but <laughs> i don't think <laughs> like, so it's like you it's so it's so easy to do. like if you're just like oh man they told me no gosh oh well then oh well that's the end of your <laughs> like you have to really like strive and want it and really work at it and it's can be exhausting <laughs> but it's so mm-hmm. worth it yeah and it's okay to have like those moments where you're like uh angry you know i I, i'll admit like i've had moments where i was just like you know and just shows at like at school and stuff like that where i was like man this isn't fair i feel like i did a really good job you know um like it's okay to like feel upset about yourself uh, about it but like it's kind of like what you do with that rejection and failure um that's where the discipline kind of uh develops yeah Mm -hmm. yeah have you uh like do you want to talk about your failures? Um, like probably what's like, uh, are you comfortable talking about like maybe your biggest uh, rejection that kind of like it got you? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you don't have to go too into it if you're uh, not comfortable, but I'm just kind of curious. Um, oh, no, that's okay. I'll also share mine uh, too. Like, are you wanting just like in life or like in, in the, in the well, aspects of like performing or... Well, let follow your heart and uh, see which one you want to talk okay. about. How about that? Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's do it. Um, there was, I'll, I'll talk, I, it's just this moment's popping into my head. So there was a show um, that we were auditioning for at, at Eastern um, mm-hmm. and it was called The View from a Bridge. And at that point I had just done Carrie the Musical outside of um, the Eastern program. And Sarah was like, I absolutely love the work that you did bring that to your audition and well like you know like I just think that this could be a really great show for you so I was very pumped and I was like yeah I got this I can do this like you know I've been been in school for this long x amount of time and you know my like my my professor's really like noticing like the work I'm doing and so like going into that audition I was just so pumped and she was just like, okay. And I ended up getting paired up with um, the person I was in the show with. And she's like, you know, like, let's, let me see these, these connect, this connect. Let me see this in this moment. And, you know, I was, <laughs> it was like, okay, I got this. And it almost felt like, you know, like I'm trying my hardest and I'm really wanting to connect with this piece. And then I remember at the end of the audition, she was like, okay, all right, you'll feel back from us later. And I was like, is that good? Is that bad? <laughs> like, I don't know. And, you know, unfortunately, I'm sure we can all guess, I didn't end up getting cast in the show at all. And so I just remember feeling like, oh, gosh, like, do I actually know what I'm doing? Do I know it's like, maybe this isn't for me? Like, because I just remember feeling like, so disappointed in myself, too. And it was just like, kind of like a kickback, just especially because I was like, she, you know, she's seeing me do all these things. And at this point, this is kind of where like my momentum with theater was starting to to pick up. So I was like, all right, okay, I got the show done. I did. I just did. Um, this role and I think the the um, disappointment of not being able to fulfill that expectation for her 
was quite devastating in the sense of like I just I really wanted to you know be like I I'm your girl I'm this but I mean we all know when it comes to like being cast in a show like sometimes you're just not the fit for it and that's how it works out like I couldn't tell you why I wasn't in this show but I'm I'm sure there's great reasoning for it but that letdown definitely kind of took me a step back because it was like okay now what because <laughs> this was the last show of the of the of the school year and so it was like okay so do what do I do now <laughs> and so I mean luckily after that it was more like let, let's get involved in capstone like let's get let's be um in shows that some of the students are putting on so it just took me a while to really come back from that one because I think that was my my first like know that I was really like just excited about and wanted it so bad like not saying that I didn't before but it was more of like you know like I was so green to where it was like, I'm just getting experience right now. I'm trying out for this show. I got a, a part in this one. And so I think that like going into that mindset of like, you know, I can do this, I can do this. And then it being like that first kind of no that I received was like, this sucks. But, you know, mm. you just pretty much get back up on your feet and then keep going from there. Yeah, I've, I feel like I've had a better mindset about that as I <laughs> kind of got older and a little bit more mature. And especially since now, I, I kind of know where I want to be and where I want to develop my skills. Um, I remember the show specifically I was upset about, like that I just talked about was uh, Gonzaga was doing Glengarry Glen Ross. I mean, not as the main stage show, it's like a student directed second stage, kind of like Doxy's God was. Uh, um, And I was pumped because I had auditioned for uh, stage left's production of um, Glengarry Glen Ross, (laughs) which is like, they're the, that production specifically was looking for more older people. Um, but I remember auditioning still and the director really loving my performance. I guess I was a very convincing, like old person, <laughs> you know, and uh, <laughs> I was reading the, I was reading the material and I really enjoyed that. I still kind of, I, I still really enjoy that show. I think there's some cool stuff in there. Um, but I remember going to the audition and being like, all right, I did really good at that audition. I'm going to try this audition here. And I remember not getting the part and I was like so mad because I thought like I had it in the bag, you know, like, yeah. you know, I yep. was like, <laughs> yeah. I was just like so mad about my, like not just myself, but like at the d- director, not like I didn't cuss him out or anything like that or crazy like that. But I was just, I remember cussing him out in private in my, in my thoughts, <laughs> you know? Um, well, yeah. Cause you're but, like, I wanted that so badly. <laughs> yeah. And then like, it was also just, uh, it was kind of like continuous like frustration of like not really getting into any of the main stage shows, m- mainly because I was more involved with the community theater scene here and uh, our professor, Char- Charles Prepatown, shout out, Charlie, I love him. Uh, he has a very specific, like you, you can't really have conflicts besides like school uh, when you're doing his uh, shows and he directs a lot of the shows there. So it was like, yeah, Charlie, can I like do both these shows, even though your show's in the spring? And he's like, no, you can't. <laughs> and so uh, I wasn't involved in a lot of the main stage shows. And it kind of like put a damper on my uh, thoughts and ability as like an actor. And it made me a little bit sad. But then eventually, like the community theater stuff that I was doing, like um, specifically Psycho Beach Party at the Civic Theater, like that's a show I don't talk about a lot on here. But that was really good. And mainly because like, I didn't know what to expect from that show and I've only read it one time and enjoying it a lot, but also not really sure. Uh, well, it was a comedy too. And I knew I was really good yeah. at that. I'm, I'm more of a character actor, if anything. And so getting that part and 
doing really well on that show. I was like, oh, like maybe it got a knack for this somewhere. But then after Psycho Beach Party, I didn't really get a lot of roles that I enjoyed. And so I kind of doubted myself as an actor just a little bit. But that's when my directing and producing came in. So I was like not too worried about that. And so to this day, I'm still craving like a, a meaty, juicy role. Yeah. yeah. And then Judas Iscariot was supposed to be that because are you familiar with that play? Um, I know a little bit about it. I won't say that I'm super familiar with it. So um, it takes place in purgatory. Um, it is, and it takes place in a courtroom. And it is a trial to determine whether or not Judas Iscariot deserves to go to hell for what he did to Jesus Christ. And there's a lot of wacky characters in that show. It's written by Stephen Oddly Gugris. I can't, I, I hope I said his name right. Um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting characters like Mother, Mother Teresa makes an appearance, um, Sigmund Freud. Uh, all like you know Caiaphas the great the elder or whatever I'm sorry Christian fans I can't I'm almost I was like I was a Muslim so I don't (laughs) I'm not familiar with those (laughs) too much um and you get all the bible characters but then I my character was the prosecutor uh Yusuf uh um he he was in the show like he was in it as for the entire play like I, I got no breaks and I was like uh, you wanted a big juicy roll? There you go. Yeah, here we go. Let's let's take off. Oh man, I would have yeah. loved to have seen that show. <laughs> yeah, and then Isa Jakovic, uh, shout out to Isa, was going to be the defender, so we would have gone back and forth. And yeah, it put it made me really sad that I couldn't do that play anymore. And like again, it made me like kind of doubt myself as an actor. I'm like, dang, that role is like one in a million. I feel like, <laughs> but then I like <laughs> right. I got it. Realistically speaking, like you know, like probably not like there's probably gonna be other roles probably gonna be other things but i i think my my also my train of thought was like oh i'm thinking about directing and mentoring and focusing on that like how like how much time am i gonna have to like act you know uh and i want to do more acting and auditioning just so i can you know relate to actors a little bit more i feel like a lot of directors need to do that yeah take that time to like see you know how it feels on the stage or understand like the the mindset that comes from being an actor versus a, a director mm-hmm. for sure oh oh yeah there are a lot of acting moments where i was like man you director i don't really like what you're doing and i think i can do your show a lot better if i was directing it <laughs> so <laughs> now i get to put my money where my mouth is you know what i mean right right mm-hmm. um let's see going back to your mom again uh what's her favorite show that she saw of yours oh that, oh, that's a good question. Um, Hunchback is up there, but um, we did Man of La Mancha over when it was when it was um, the Modern Theater Spokane here. Oh yeah, um, Rest in and peace. she yeah, <laughs> oh, gosh, so many mem- so many good memories there. It makes me sad. Um, but she um, there was the one I can't I want to say her the actress name is this Sophia Loren who did it. Um, and so when she was littler, they used to watch that movie. Um, that was on TV all the time. Like it was, it's in black and white too. And, um, and then she had heard like that they were, we were doing musical. And then once I told her I was playing Aldonza, she was just like, are you kidding me? And so I think um, being able to see something that she grew up with her childhood and then me being able to perform it on the stage, like 
it was just a really cool feeling for her. Like I remember that was like the moment when she was like, I am so proud of you. And like her just being tear and looking at me and I was just like, mom, thank you. <laughs> Cause it was just like, it was so cool because at these times, like that was like my, tr- I guess like my first outside of school independent, like lead that I had done. And so mm-hmm. uh, being able to like, be like, I'm doing it. I'm doing okay. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. her, and I think, to just be able to see like again that connectivity with um her childhood and then me also being on the stage like the modern theater those who don't know it's um it's a or i guess it was like a thrust stage so you were very much three three sides of the stage was involved so you were very much that the audience encompassed you and Mm -hmm. i remember what was the neatest part about it too is that like that was one of my um my grandmother's rest in peace love her very much one of her favorite movies growing up too and so she was just like oh Mia, i saw your picture from the program it was so cute and like it was just i think in a in a family moment it was very much like you know like my daughter's doing this and and she's she's like she's doing okay and like you know like i think mm-hmm. being able to kind of just show the fruits of like yes i did go to school for this yes the mom i am wanting to be a performer so i think that probably is going to take the cake for her favorite show. Yeah, I I love that. I I it never really crossed my mind that like cross generational. Like, oh yeah, uh, your mom and uh, your grandma all saw uh, Man of the Mancha like back when they were like kids, mm-hmm. uh, like when they were kids, and to see like and having a big influence on their like childhood and life, and to see that their offspring was in. The musical. Oh, is the Man of the Mancha a musical? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I I'm not too familiar with that show, but um, I've heard a lot about it. Um, seeing you perform characters that um they grew up with and it being like like a validating thing. That's like super dope. I it never really crossed my <laughs> mind. Yeah, it must have meant a lot to you too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I think what was the coolest part about it too is like you know I'm from um a really small town and um I'm I guess for those who don't know I'm I'm half Mexicana and so it was very much like growing up like you know you you kind of stay with the family like that's kind of something you, that's ingrained like you're you don't, like not a lot of us move super far away or if we do like it's like hubs of us here and there mm-hmm. and so like it was like oh you're going to school okay you're still up there when are you coming back home <laughs> and so what was really mm-hmm. cool about it to see was just like um to see like my grandma being able to be like oh Miha, you're doing so well from afar and like being able to I'm not necessarily justify but really just show her like I'm doing this because I love it so much and I hope that you can see that too and then having that acknowledgement like from her as well as my mom was just kind of like oh okay I think I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing so yeah and we talk about on the show too like how having that parental support system in most cases it's like it's a make or break thing for like young actors and young theater artists like if your family's not down for it it's just like it puts kind of a negative spin on your perception of art a little bit like oh my god like i'm not really doing such a good job how does this um like my mom was right you know like Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. like uh, it, this isn't going to work out and I'm not really doing well and stuff like that. But I think like, it's kind of like what we hearken back to uh, at the end of the day where it's like, um, 
you just got to figure out why you want to do what you want to do. You know, um, I figured that out with directing and my own perception of theater. And I'm sure you did too. And you were able to show that uh, in that specific role to your parents and being like, yeah, this is what I, this is why I love to do what I do. And them getting that, that's, that's super important, especially for young artists as well. Um, But yeah, especially like, like we said, this is a very, hard environment <laughs> Very yeah. Harsh. <laughs> yeah to reiterate exactly what you're saying like I I have to say like I was very blessed to have such loving parents that were pretty much like you want to do this go for it you want to do this sure like and I mean of course there's moments of like just know like it might be hard or you're, you might be strained for this but it's just I have such freaking rock star parents to where it's like they will come find me here or there, like no matter how far or wide. And maybe it's because I am the baby of the family, but um, uh-huh. but they will seek me out and be like, you're doing this where we're coming or you're doing this. I heard you're doing this. How do we watch? Like um, when I did um, the last performance, I kind of mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, um, I did a performance for Hospice Foundation of America that Wes Diedrich um, directed. And I was like, oh, hey, mom, I'm doing this. She's like, how do I watch that? Can I watch the Zoom performance? <laughs> so I just think it's mm-hmm. pretty neat to like, have because again like not everybody's family is like that and I know I'm I'm very fortunate to have that because that support system you know I'm in my late 20s now and like having that throughout my entire upbringing has been Mm -hmm. just so phenomenal for me to where it's just like I've I've never in a sense had to feel like if I did this then that's just gonna you know shatter our our entire you know foundation or you know it's gonna make my connection with my parents weird or you know like they're not going to approve of it so again having that shout out to that it's just it's been great Mm -hmm. yeah and that's where also like mentors can come in and like be that supportive parent for their uh for their little kids you know what you know what i mean (laughs) yes you know like my parents were definitely supportive of like my theater endeavors i feel like there might they might not be sure exactly like or at least initially, like, why uh, I decided to go into this, even though I never really, like I said, like, I ne- didn't know much about theater at all. <laughs> so, yeah, just, like, follow this, like, crazy instinct of, uh, of mine. But, um, yeah, it, uh, I think, but I think the people that I turn to at the end of the day is my mentors at Gonzaga and, like, Kathleen Jeffs, Leslie, uh, Charlie, and Courtney, too, even though Courtney, he was more technical like and i wasn't in that field but i did learn a lot from courtney as well um courtney smith shout out to courtney i'm, I'm sure you know him uh do you <laughs> um I actually, i've heard of him but i don't know know him <laughs> oh, okay well yeah he's he's a cool guy um cool guy <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh, having those mentors are important too and you know mentors can also break your heart too which uh, at the end of the day it all requires discipline and figuring out <laughs> Uh, at the end of the day, you got to take care of yourself and figure out why, like, uh, uh, not to reiterate what I was saying before, like, why you do what you do, mm-hmm. you know, like, having that discipline and figuring out, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to do it. Um, it's very important to have when you're in the arts industry, whether it's theater or poetry or writing, because, you know, it's fine to want to like act in Broadway and like, live the the hollywood life or whatever like and having that ambition yeah but i feel like you'll have you'll definitely have a more richer in my opinion anyway you'll have definitely a more richer 
uh, appreciation for the art if you know exactly why it affects you and why you want to do it and why you decide to go out on stage every day and realize like, you know, there's some days I don't get paid for this and there's some days I do, you know, like why <laughs> essentially, <laughs> yeah. you know? Oh yeah. Cause it's like at the end of the day, like you're the one that no matter what uh, experience uh, it's just like you've... marley uh you're cutting in and out uh you cut in oh. and out just that part oh are but we good yeah i oh, think i think I... we're fine it was just kind of cool. robot <laughs> no worries um, but yeah just... if you want to repeat what you were saying oh yeah absolutely so it's just more of like at the end of the day like you are the one who is in your head with your thoughts with your with your experiences and it's like i I can't experience your life because it's not me. Like I'm only entitled to my one, my one brain and my one body. And it's like, you have to make sure that you're okay. Or like your, mm -hmm. your mindset with what, you know, you want to do is there. Cause again, it's just, it's, it's you that you come back to, <laughs> like you can do all the things for anybody that you want, but if, if you are not happy with what you're doing or in the general sense, then it's like something that you, trying to say is it's more of like you know you you are you and that's who you have to make sure that you're okay with yeah and going back to that uh, another story about charlie that i don't really talk about is i guess it was during his acting two class um i was having trouble with some lines or monologue or whatever and he uh told me like you know just be yourself sid and i was like and, and this is depressing thoughts and stuff like that so um uh, viewers just watch out for that <laughs> um I just basically just told him, like, what if I don't like myself at all? Like, not even, like, nonchalant, like, jokingly, like, being legit, like, I don't really like myself, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And then he made me kind of, like, and he was kind of, like, tough love, Charlie, uh, was pretty much, like, then I suggest you probably uh, figure out why, you know? or figure out why that is exactly and i and he and essentially he couldn't help me figure that out <laughs> so uh that's yeah. that's where i was like you know maybe i should go to therapy if i uh decide to do acting because I, I i've been through a lot um and a lot of it like a lot of a lot of where i came from like a, a lot of how i got to where i am in theater was through therapy and self-reflection and uh learning about the world around me and kind of like disciplining myself into uh loving myself a little bit more and i still struggle with it every day i mean de definitely during this pandemic it's just been rough it's yeah. been so hard to like <laughs> be in a positive mindset especially when you see all these people not following the rules you know like it's almost like like i uh, it might be an exaggeration, but it's almost like gaslighting. <laughs> In some cases, you see all these people like, oh, yeah, we're going to go outside. We're going to hang out. We're not going to wear masks. And you, I've been stuck in this house since March, uh, only going to the grocery store and my job, you know, and wearing masks whenever I do go out. It's just like not seeing those people do that. It's like it drives me crazy sometimes and it makes me genuinely depressed. <laughs> like, am, am I doing something wrong here? Am I like not supposed to be doing this right now? Like, right. is it genuinely okay to go outside? You know? Mm -hmm. and well, like especially too, because it's just like the lifestyle of every person in the entire world has changed. And it's just like the format of like what we should be doing versus like what people are doing. And so then it's just like, well, I can't even, you know, like, 
I just want to go sing at a karaoke bar, but like, I'm not going to do that because I'm not necessarily wanting to like risk everybody's life. Um, and it's mm-hmm. just like, if you're, if you're going somewhere, then it's like practice safe care. And so I totally, I totally get that. I'm like, as you're talking, I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. I'm feeling that. Cause especially right now too, like mental health is something that's like, I feel like everyone's struggling with not that everybody doesn't, but just that mm-hmm. it's, it's more prominent in the world today. Mm-hmm. Especially this year. I feel like I, uh, going back to discipline and stuff like that, like there has been a lot of discipline in trying to figure out like what the heck I'm supposed to be doing and not falling into this trap of like, all right, I'm just going to like sit in my pajamas and watch TV because <laughs> I don't right. feel like reading. I feel like there was like this period in the pandemic where I'm like, all right, I'm going to go and do, uh, do some reading and prepare and be a better director and I haven't done any of that <laughs> I just been, <laughs> I've been chilling I think like now recently I've just been staying up watching Netflix uh the Umbrella Academy and all that like oh, just so good oh it's a really good show no, not to go off topic but definitely really good a lot of problems with it but overall I I love the aesthetic like I that's me like X-Men and all that like yeah. I love the I love those kinds of superhero movies, uh, shows um but I'm trying not to do any of that. And I feel like uh, I found a middle ground with this podcast where I'm like, all right, uh, this is the day we'll be creative yeah. <laughs> and talk and talk to people and connect with them because I don't feel, especially with my job in healthcare, like I don't feel comfortable seeing people. Um, soon I'll be seeing somebody because uh, I'd receive my saga grant. Um, oh, they congrats. wanted to picture Oh, you did not know about this? I did not know about this. Mm-mm. Really? Oh, no. Yeah, I got a saga grant, like, back in March. <laughs> what the hell? That's so exciting. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was part of my theater troupe and everything. Um, Just to brush it up, like, real quick, um, it was going to be a huge playwright form that was going to be working with youth um, between 12 and 17. Uh, they were going to write plays based on a theme, which is finding your voice, uh, finding your light. Uh, finding what that which makes you uh, uh, that finding that what's important to you and what you want to talk about. Um, it could be any sub. It could have been any subject. It could have been any thing that you know. Uh, it wouldn't necessarily get produced because it wouldn't be quote unquote kid friendly. You know, like if it's important issues to kids at that. Well, you know what's kind of like what's going on with them. <laughs> I could probably I can probably throw out a better description that I wrote for my grant, but that's pretty much it. Um, I was going to work with my dear friend Art Poor Diaz. Um, love him. He's uh, his episode. By the time this one comes out, it should be out. So you should listen to that. Um, it uh, it was going to be really good. We paid our playwrights. Like we paid our staff. Like it was going to be a really cool thing. And he he was going to do an intensive with them to develop their plays under this theme. Um, we paid them a really good amount of money, actually. Not to brag, but uh, I think we gave each playwright $300, which was really good. I, I, that was my, my whole goal about that. And then Corona happened. <laughs> um, I got the grant like during while we were in lockdown. And I was like pretty optimistic that we would be doing it around this time. Uh, we've actually... This, it would have been one week after our postmortem um, this month if we were to do the show. Oh, that's crazy. And we're not doing it. We were initially going to probably do it in January, but not going to happen either. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like we're in limbo now and this grant's just sitting there. 
not doing anything. <laughs> you're like looking at it and you're like, I still see you. I, I will get there eventually, but it's just more of like, yeah. when is it going to happen? But yeah, now they want to take my picture holding like the Spokane Arts like sign. And I'm like, it's so bittersweet because like I had a whole plan with that sign where like, we're going to have all the kids be there. Maybe I'll have little Timmy hold the sign and be like, oh, yeah, you hold the sign. This is your, your guys' show. I just facilitated all this. Uh, and art, art would have been there. And now it's just going to be me, which I, I feel like, you know, um, whenever I do something, it's like I don't always like to like, yeah, sure. My name's on the poster as the director, but um, it's more than just me doing the show. Like there are so many important people that put the show together and th- I feel like <clears throat> they're not being represented right now. Uh, and yeah. which is like, man, I only, I'm only just directing their plays. Like I'm not designing it. I'm not writing them. I'm not teaching them how to write. I'm not doing all these things. And uh, yeah, it, it was kind of hard to come to terms with that. And, and discipline, I guess fits in there somewhere to eventually realize like, you know, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> right. It's the <laughs> whole be sad about it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I did receive a salary grant. <laughs> I don't, I don't know where we were going with that, but like, I don't know either. But I, I was very, I, I'm just excited for you. Like, I mean, as mm-hmm. as shitty as the circumstances are right now, that's still, still, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I think the main reason of, for not doing it was we were going to do it in a boxing gym, uh, and I was like, probably uh, in 2020 and 2021, even like probably hanging out in a boxing gym probably not a smart idea with all the bodily fluids that come oh, out of there yeah. you know i eventually i'd like not to shit on spokane boxing love spokane boxing and they do clean the facility it's just still it's like it's a gym people are still working out in there there's a lot of droplets and that's like where corona's coming from you mm-hmm. know the little droplets in the air so it's like yeah not gonna risk it <laughs> it's just it's like a it's a higher level of contact where it's mm-hmm. like no matter even if you're trying not to be sweaty you're probably going to be sweaty oh yeah exactly um going back let's go back to your mom i always say that because uh i like i like turning the wheel um <laughs> yeah how is she doing during this time like um what do you kind of like, what is she kind of teaching you during this, like, corona time? Or what do you think you're learning from her now uh, that you're all social distancing? Or are, are you kind of, like, to get seeing each other often? Um, I see my mom probably once or twice a month. Uh, not mm-hmm. uh, Sorry, once or, once or every two months is what I meant to say. So I'm not going to see her very often. Um, but she's – this honestly, this time – has uh been okay for her but honestly she's teaching me that like it's important to have a positive attitude every day it's like you you know life still goes on because she was have I mean she was she's a teacher so she was pretty much having to change her entire learning system and she's also a first grade teacher so she's you know having to have kids on zoom that are like you know rolling on the ground and you know because they're they're young and now they're home and so like having that environment of not being in the classroom is a little bit more difficult to understand. Um, and so it's for her, she's like, okay, we'll just figure it out. We gotta, this is what's new. I'm going to do this. And her being especially a leader, cause like at their school, they kind of break it up by like teams. So like all the first grade teachers are there for like, you know, you're on your little teams that you do. 
And so seeing mm-hmm. her step up and just be like, all right, we're going to figure it out. Like if we need to, we're going to have a, a meeting here on zoom or we're going to call each other to see like what kind of supplies do you guys need? Cause then we can, you know, I'll drop it off on at your house, like right in the front porch <laughs> or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's been so interesting to see to where she's just like, you know, like it sucks cause I want to be with my kids in the classroom, but I am going to take this to where like, how can I make this the best way to really reach my kids? Um, so seeing that from my mom, cause again, it's just like, there she goes being a badass <laughs> and just taking such a negative uh, mm-hmm. situation to where it's just like, you know, like as much as she wants to be hands involved, it's just, you know, we got to find a new method to use and that's what we're going to do. And also mm-hmm. too, like, um, especially during these times, my, my grandmother actually passed away. And so that was really left because it was like, you know, it's during social distancing time. And so we had to figure out like who can come or like, how are we going to, you know, get through this time to where it's like you can grieve but like not everyone can be around like it was just it was mm-hmm. it was something that was definitely a difficult a difficult thing when it's like losing your parent but you know you add a pandemic on top of it it's rough mm-hmm. and I just watching my mom to where she's just like you know what we're gonna get through it it's gonna be okay like I because like she's very like I feel like it's the same with me like I'm very close to my mom she's very close with her mom and so um mm-hmm. just seeing to where it was just like you know we could easily be down in the dumps with this, which I mean, not to say that we're not still grieving, but like she essentially is just like a freaking rock and will like take the people around her and say, you know what? It's okay. I got you. I got you. Don't worry. Like if you need something, let me know. Like she very much is just a caregiver, uh, somebody who's just ready to just uh, like, it goes back to me saying like she's just ready to share love, be love, be a source of love. And mm-hmm. like, she's I guess to round off back to your answer she's she's doing the best with what she has and again it's just another reason as to why I love her so much Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like that's everybody too like we've been kind of given these tools (laughs) (laughs) to like deal deal with this pandemic um and I guess it's our job to like figure out what the heck we're gonna do with it like are we gonna stay positive um do the right thing when it comes to like social distancing and masking and, you know, being positive during this, like, honestly, like just like hard time. (laughs) Um, Or if you're going to like go the other way around and be an asshole, (laughs) essentially. (laughs) Um, So it's been, uh, it's been a a learning curve for me, a, a new way of like, I guess, loving myself a little bit more because when I was doing theater last year, it was nonstop. Like I yeah. did Doxy's God and then we did the baby bar show um, reflection and then we did terrain and then it's a wonderful life. And those were like back to back to back to back. And like I graduated on top of that. So I was doing school. So I was like, oh, now, like even after when it's a wonderful life was over, I was still looking for an opportunity to audition and I was still waiting for Judas Iscariot, which wasn't going to be until Mar- like auditions rehearsals wouldn't have been until like late March. So I was like, now I'm in this period where I was working nonstop for like a year <laughs> almost. Um, and now I'm not. So now you take that situation it's like ah man i haven't really done any theater theater stuff in so long i mean i did do stage lefts uh fast and furious please don't sue them universal that's not the 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 cars (laughs) (laughs) um 
but like that's the only thing I did and but it was more of like a fun thing like rather than just like uh, digging deep into like a meaty role uh for that um event like I had I was under the assumption like during Fast and Furious where I was like oh I'm gonna do Judas Iscariot that's where the work is gonna be and I'd always have my Judas Iscariot script so I'd be like there's a lot of lines to memorize more than I'm used to so I'm gonna like try to do my best and memorize as much as this is possible. Um, but then now nothing's happened. I haven't really at all. Um, like actual, yeah, we're going to dive deep on, into something like I kind of did for It's a Wonderful Life or yeah. the, my other projects uh, or even like the grant that I wrote. I wrote the grant in January and s- submissions were in February. So that was like my big research for the form. And so, like, I haven't done any theater. <laughs> and it's like, oh, man, I'm, like, kind of going crazy. Because that was really, like, my outlet. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, man, we're going we're gonna to do some show. We're, we're going to at least see a play, you know, and have a fun time. Like, even if we're not going to work on a show, like, we're, we're going to watch a show right. and do that. And, yeah, it's, it's been hard. But, you know, the pod, like I said, the podcast, getting to connect with people, uh, working with my apprentice and teaching her what I know about theater. Um, it's been a good time, like, so far, despite all the negative stuff. And it's still pretty rough, but I think I've I've personally been able to navigate uh, or at least figure out a way out of this thing. And I've kind of rejected a lot of things, you know? Like, I don't really want to do a Zoom play, you know? Um, I don't – I'm not interested in getting my master's in, at this time, well, which initially I thought like I should apply to get my master's right now. This is a perfect time to like prepare. And I still think I'm going to prepare that material for my master's. Just that I don't think I'm going to apply this year or maybe not even next year. Honestly, if things are just not going well, <laughs> which not to feel like a, a bummer or anything, uh, but I don't think things are really going to change much next year, even if there is a vaccine, which is like that's a hard pill to swallow but i i'm just kind of like prepping myself for the inevitability of like we probably probably not going to be in theater for a long time i know i know when you're talking about like just how like you were nonstop, i'm like thinking the same thing because like i work full time and so it was like i work i would drive from my job i'd go to theater or i'd be taking photographs or you know the weekend the shows like it was just non i totally get that like nonstop. All, like theater all day like if I'm at work I'm thinking about okay what do I need to grab for the show tonight or like what lines or what are we preparing on so it was like my mind was always just wrapped around theater and so like this new COVID time that we have like has just been so interesting to see like okay so now what do I do like because it was just mm-hmm. essentially like put on hold and then it was like oh so I guess I'll just go home after work okay <laughs> like and, and and i don't mean like like that in a bad thing it's just like that wasn't my norm and so um it was just like okay so i guess we'll kind of do this and then also kind of thinking about like the future when it comes to like um theater performances it's like what well, i guess in my you know doing theater it's just like who really knows when we're going to be back at the capacity of performing to you know mm-hmm. a, a, an audience of 100 or 200 people because like mm-hmm. as of right now like it's not anytime soon like you were saying and so yeah it's definitely goes back to like you know you're you're you finding this podcast in this time and like you know this is yeah this is you know this is something that you've discovered that you love and 
I just think it's so cool because you know a lot of, I feel like a lot of us artists right now are just kind of like rather we're, he- we're headed one way or the other way or we're kind of like at a standstill it's just it's such a weird time for all of us to where we're just like what do we do <laughs> yeah and I do have a question for you but I kind of want to just jump off that as well um yeah uh if I only remember what I was gonna say um oh yeah like even if there was like some mat like the vaccine was done I-, I mean my justification for canceling the form uh until january it was like oh yeah there'd probably inevitably be a vaccine or something like so- like n- not even a vac- magic vaccine that makes it all go away but like a treatment you know like uh, like a, a, solid- a, solid- a solidified treatment for this thing and um even if that, even if a vaccine did come out, it, it would take a long time for it to be developed and put in the market. But also, um, I don't know how comfortable I would be going back next, even next year. You know, like that's something like that I've been thinking of. Like, if theater had a set time, being like, "All right, we're all going to do our shows again in the summer," like would I be? Would I still go back? You know, like what would it still be? Like you said, like will we still be at a capacity where we are performing in front of a lot of people? Um, the shows that I do, like they're pretty small crowds, but um, I don't have PPE. You know, I don't have all the fancy stuff that uh, right, organizations right. have. Like I'm just, I'm just a troop, you know, like I'm not even a real company. Like I'm a, I'm kind of like a band, you know, I'm not really in a set. Like I don't really have those resources and yeah, I just like, I don't know. Like, it, it makes me it's going to be interesting to see like if theater will happen next year for me um and for sure not like if civic or stage left decides like hey we're going to open real soon and i'm like nah man sorry not going to be a part of that <laughs> i don't think i can really especially with my position i work at uh, an eye center uh the multi-care eye center um oh. as a receptionist yeah so we don't necessarily see sick patients, but we've been seeing a lot of people who uh, who have been exposed to COVID and, you know, they've been tested positive and they've been quarantined and all that. But like, you know, it's there. <laughs> I'm pretty much I'm pretty sure I'm exposed. And a lot of our audience members and even the people that I know, like have pre-existing conditions where it hurts their immune system. And I'm like, I don't want to I don't want to be around them uh, to hurt them in that way. You know, like it's it's a moral thing. Like, I don't know, like how comfortable I would be going back even. Well, it's hard too because it's like this, the whole thing with COVID is that like you can do 100% of what you need to do, but like the person next to you, you don't know like what Mm -hmm. they're doing. And it's so hard because like you can be like this, um, you're like, oh, I feel comfortable. I'm okay. You know, I've been doing all the things I need to do, but then Joe Schmo comes over and, and then ruins the party for everyone. So it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the question I did want to ask you mm-hmm. was uh, how are you doing during this COVID time? Like, have you, uh, I don't know if we talked about it earlier in the podcast, but maybe you can elaborate a yeah. little bit more, but like, I'm kind of curious to know, like, what have you, what have you discovered about yourself that uh, during this pandemic or have you gained any new hobbies? Have you kind of reflected a little bit about like you know why you do theater and kind of like what I did you know reflecting on why I do theater and it leading to the this podcast you know not necessarily doing a podcast but like kind of like achieving what you would have achieved in theater but like in a different way um I feel like I've kind of had a weird like up down really low now I'm okay 
kind of adventure with this because at first you know like I was in the height of in my last report or last weekend of cabaret so like I was again full nonstop theater and so it was like oh right now we're limiting crowds and like our capacity was how many 90 I think it was that we could hold in the space so then it was like now we're down to this now we're down to 100 and so we were just kind of like oh okay and so then you know we get to the last weekend and that's when everything kind of just shut down so it was just like bam stand still hold and so then it was like we were like okay well we don't know how long this will be maybe it'll be a couple weeks it says like you know we're going through these stages and so it was very much optimistic to like oh, maybe we'll be able to return and, and finish the show out how we want to. Um, and as we all know, we're still, you know, the, the pandemic is still here to stay. And so it was just like, well, now what? Okay. So I was kind of like in the spirit of like, you know, what, what am I going to do with all this extra time I have? And for a while, I was pretty depressed. Like, um, I've struggled with anxiety and depression, I'd say, since I started um, truly like when it kicked in was more of like college time. And at that point I wasn't really sure like, Whoa, why am I feeling these things? And it wasn't until later that I actually like went to my doctor and I was like, I'm feeling all these things. She's like, Oh, it's because you have this or, you know, you're experiencing this. I was like, Oh my gosh. But mm. kind of go, I just pretty much was just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with all this time I had. And so then I was like, okay, um, why don't we start creating a website for yourself? Like, you know, like let's do this to where you're able to market to a, a bigger community okay so I started working on that and it was just kind of finding like more of like I really had to like get zoned in with myself and think like what are things that make you happy that you love doing so I got back into painting which I haven't painted in so long mm. and I mean I don't think I'm necessarily the best at it or anything like that but it was just kind of like you know this is a, a creative outlet that I can do for myself while still you know being in this pandemic time, like it was like, okay, well, what else can we do? And so it was just like, you know, I'm gonna <laughs> record videos of me singing because that makes me happy too. And mm -hmm. I think one of the things that I've discovered, like as an artist, is that no matter the time frame or where I am, I think for me, it's I love creating and I love being able again to connect with people. And so it's just that's what I want to do. It's just more being, I it comes back, you know, I think the theme of our show today is like discipline, <laughs> but it comes back yeah. to like, okay, what, what exactly am I going to do to achieve this? Or what exactly am I going to do to um, be a part of this? And so I think it's more of like me being comfortable with saying yes. Cause like at the end of the day, I think I'm such an introvert and I get super weird and like sweaty. And <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I think that like, I'm just one that like, it's hard for me to like truly put myself out there. So it's more of like, I discovered that like, it's okay to say yes. Like, it's okay. Like, you know, like doing these Zoom performances, like, you know, like it's, it's so out of my norm and I'm not necessarily comfortable with it, but I'm like, you know what, let's try it. It's just more of like being open to say yes, like in, in the capacity that's safe and comfortable for everybody else. Um, so I've really discovered that like, you know, this is still something I want to do. It's just now finding of like, how do I do that? Yeah, I feel like uh, since we are talking about discipline, it goes back to your mom and how she disciplined you guys <laughs> when you were kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, isn't it kind of funny how it all kind of ties in together like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, well, uh, I think we should be wrapping up pretty soon, but I do have a, a couple other questions I want to ask first yeah. um, before we go into lightning round questions. Um, pretend your mom's here right now. Um, you know, she manifested herself into this podcast. Like, <laughs> what is something you like to say to her? 
Oh, man. Uh, first off, I would just say thank you. And thank yous never, it's so general and it's so like broad to where it's like, they, oh, you could say thanks for coffee. But I, I think I would, or I guess I'll talk as if I'm talking to my mom. I'd say thank you so much for believing in me when I didn't even believe in myself. Thank you for supporting my dreams. Thank you for being the person that you are and still continue to be. Thank you for being a rock for our entire family. And thank you for just continuing to choose love over hate. Like, mm -hmm. thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's lovely. I love that. Um, I probably should have asked you this one first because that, that would have been a really good segue. But um, where do you see yourself with theater now? Like, um, are you? do you want to get your master's? Do you want to... I don't know, do something crazy and start your own theater troupe and perform plays in a baby bar at the baby bar or something, you know, like, do you want to do something like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's such a good question. Cause I've actually been in that, that time frame too. Cause I think I do want to go back for my master's. I just don't know, like, cause I actually did uh, psychology as well when I went to Eastern. And so it's just more of like, I don't know if I want to do some type of like theater therapy or if it's more of um, like teaching after I'm done performing myself, but I, in my education I know I've decided that it's just more of the time of like when to do it and if it's safe to do it because you know a lot of the craft that we're learning is definitely like connecting with people and so it's hard right now to think of like getting your master's doing that online so I don't think it would be anytime soon but I definitely want to further my education um, as it comes to performing when we get back to kind of being able to be with each other again I definitely um I definitely want to still perform. I, I, um, I see myself like venturing out to different places other than Spokane. Don't get me wrong. I love Spokane. I've mm -hmm. been here for almost nine years, which is mm -hmm. crazy. Um, but I think I would love to just be able to perform in different locations. Um, yeah, I think it's just more of continuing my, I guess my performance career and seeing where that takes me. Yeah. That that sounds dope. Um, I hope uh, whatever you find, you you'll probably thrive at it because I really love your oh, I love your show. Sure. I love what you do. Yeah, for sure. Um, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, this has been Wayward Artists in a Wayward World. We are now entering the lightning round questions. Um, lightning round questions is a series of five questions uh, that I ask guests each week. Uh, they're fun. They're not so quick because we'll probably talk about them <laughs> at length. Um, Marley, are you ready? I am so ready. I almost wanted to do like a brum, 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 when he said the lightning round, but I was like, I should probably not do that. <laughs> I mean, you could. I mean, uh, I would. Uh, I can start over. And, <laughs> yeah, if you want to like add that in there. <laughs> but uh, we don't have a lot of time. I locked my dogs outside, and one of them is <clears throat> not an outside dog, so he's been. He's just staring I, at I, you. I, I, well, uh, I'm upstairs, so I think he's been crying. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, there's a puppy there. He should be having fun with him, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> they're dogs. They're they're okay. They're they're not being abused. <clears throat> um, Marley, first question. Um, what would be your perfect day? Oh, man. Okay. Um, I love concerts. I love everything about music. So mm -hmm. I think for sure, um, going to rather a festival or going to a concert at night would have to be somewhere in that day because I love just experiencing music live there's something about it to my ear that like just gets me going um so that would be included um 
lunch would have to include tons of pizza because I love pizza. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe going on like a morning hike because I love, again, going hiking too as well. Seeing the freaking outdoors, getting that that heart rate going is a really good time for me. Um, and I think doing something random, like um, I love when I do spontaneous things because I feel like I learned something about myself. Like, oh, maybe I really didn't like that. Or, or oh, maybe that's something I do. Like, I think like if it was like, oh, let's randomly go shop at home depot and then i'm like oh wow i feel like i could build that like Mm -hmm. just there has to be something random in the day as well um obviously the night would have to finish with ice cream a big ice cream buff Mm -hmm. put some oreo cookies on there it'd be great but yeah yeah and i think just being surrounded by any of the people i love yeah food and music that sounds dope honestly i feel like i enjoyed yours like your answer the most because I don't know. I love pizza. I love ice cream. I love music. I love doing all those things all, all at the same time. You need time. to join me in my perfect day. Let's yeah, do let's do, let's <laughs> well, do it. Well, in safer times, but <laughs> in, in safer times for sure. Um, question number two: um, What's your favorite movie? Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. ooh! <laughs> I like how I immediately think of my favorite movie, and you said third favorite. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have to go. With Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Wow. Yes. That's a really good I I really love that movie. I I love it in the sense that like I kind of love it like The Greatest Showman, where it's like I don't know, think I really like the plot, but the aesthetic and the music is like dope. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's also, it's one of those movies. Yeah, and I love Baz uh I can't never say his last name right. It's Baz Lumer Lumen Lumer gosh, I'm the worst. Um, but yeah. his, the way that he visually creates things like ugh, gets in the going. So yeah, no, it's yeah, he, he's kinda has a wild palette, that's yes, for sure. Yes. I, um I haven't seen Romeo and Juliet, but I've heard it's kind of similar to what he does, uh what he's really well known for. Um so that's your third favorite movie. Did you, uh, I'm sure then you've seen, well, not seen it, but like heard the musical uh, that just came out for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, does it stand, is, is it good? Like I haven't listened to it yet. Um, I think it's good. I think that when you go in, if you are a super like hardcore movie lover of Moulin Rouge to keep an open mind in the sense they adapted it to today's music. And then mm-hmm. I think you'll love it. Cause my thing, cause I was just like, whoa, is this, this is a little different. Okay. But then I was like, yeah, this is pretty fucking great. <laughs> so is it still a jukebox musical? Yeah, it's definitely a jukebox musical, but you have um, songs from like the 2000s that are in there now and like two, the 2010s. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. makes, that makes me kind of want to check it out more. Yeah, I think you <laughs> Not not that uh, I thought the music in Moulin Rouge is dated or anything, but it would be kind of interesting to see what songs they use for this adaptation. Um, question number three, how would I describe you? Oh. Um, I think you would say, um, I always say that I'm, my weirdness is not necessarily a bad thing, but maybe that she's quirky, um, that she is uh, determined and disciplined (laughs) 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 and that she um, is a a good time to hang with. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know about a good time to hang out with because we haven't done that yet. You're right. And you're I, right. I really want to, I want to do that eventually, but um, I would say not really quirky, but you're charming. You're definitely like super nice. Um, you bring off like this energy of like kindness. Um, I think I described that about someone else like before, but like um, I feel like when I'm talking to you, like, you know, you're always like smiling and you're always like, you, you seem like you're genuinely happy to like t talk to me. You know, in like a weird way. Oh. Uh, well, <laughs> um, no, I totally am. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I I really love that. I feel like you're definitely very, you know, easy to talk uh, talk to. Um, but besides, like, that personality wise, like, I think you're an extremely talented actress. Um, I wish I got to hear more of you singing. I know you're in cabaret singing, but uh, I, I don't think that show had. I, I can't remember exactly if you had like any piece where. Your your voice was distinguished among everyone else's, but I wish I could hear more of you singing. Uh, that's yeah, I did. I did more of like the it was like the two lady song that was like, but that's more of like it was character kind of singing in the sense of like we uh -huh. were very much like oh my gosh yeah. So mm -hmm. I guess it was yeah. I guess you're right. It kind of wasn't really there. Yeah, and uh, I feel like uh, you'd bring other people up. You know, like you would. Uh, be very encouraging and supportive, kind of like how your mom was to you or is to you. She's still around. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how I'd describe you. Well, thanks. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a reverse psychology question, uh, really, to like force you to talk good about yourself yeah, a little bit. For sure. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> I was going to stop you saying she. I was like, who's she? Is you. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. As I'm like, uh, we, we can talk about you. I would love to talk about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I'm trying to memorize. Oh yeah, the question number four. Um, what's your favorite ice cream topping? Since you talk about ice cream, what what do you put in on top of it? Cookie dough, Oreo. Um, if it's available, hot fudge on there as well. Um, I do like a little bit of sprinkles. Mix that in with some cake batter. You're good to go. Yeah. Oh wow. You put a lot. You're 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 wild. <laughs> I I have a, a really bad sweet tooth. Um, I used to yeah. eat ice cream all the time, so I have to. I find myself limiting yeah. because I can just eat it like it's like vegetables. Yeah. I like. I feel like if we hung out, we definitely like. We definitely pig out somewhere. Really nice. <laughs> <laughs> um. A lot of people said like. Uh, now that we're talking about sweet tooth, like, are you you know those pearl balls, like those little tapioca things that they put in boba. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people like putting it in their uh, frozen yogurt. Wow, I've never tried that. Yeah, I've heard, like, we had several people, like, recommend it. And I, I'm kind of, I kind of want to do it. But, again, going outside, probably not ideal at this time. Um, let's see. The final question, the most important question of the show. Uh, left Twix or right Twix? I'm going to have to go with left. Left all the why, way. Why left? I think because I'm I'm a right hand, but when it comes to sport, like sport, like I I skate goofy, so I'm left footer. I wakeboard goofy as well, so I'm on the left hand side. So left has always been like um, a weird, random, habitual thing that comes with random stuff that I do. Yeah, um, Carson had uh, like Carson stole. Shout out to Carson. He was CB and Doxy's God. Uh, he he gave a great like analysis of like the left hand picking the left hand uh the left twix um mostly just to go against the grain 
and like um you know subverting expectations and trying new things because <laughs> he's right-handed um i thought you were gonna say something similar i was to be like you and carson have a similar mind but i, I mean like you yeah you, you your opinion also valid as well <laughs> we got a lot of interesting uh we had a lot of interesting like responses especially ones where they were like what the fuck and i had to explain uh, like, the joke or the <laughs> the reason yeah. <laughs> uh shout out to twix i've never I, I don't like twix actually oh i was gonna say <laughs> twix should sponsor your podcast because that sounds like a i mean time. here's the thing if twix wants to sponsor my podcast i i love twix i've always have loved twix <laughs> <laughs> but right now it's like i don't know not not my favorite candy but you know i will sell out in an instant for me <laughs> <laughs> um that's it. Um, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, this has been Wayward Artists in a Wayward World. Um, Marley, do you have any final words? Um, no, just thank you. This has been so much fun. Like, I, this is the best start to my morning ever, and I'm going to head to work, and it's going to be great, but no, thank you for having me. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad that you came on, and I'm glad that we talked. I love talking to my friends, um, and new people, too, who are also now my friends. Um Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, without further ado, it's been real. Yeah.